Welcome to An Apple a Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast, so if you get a minute, go over there, check it out. While you're tripping around the web, go over and check out our group page at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash disabled living. That's going to bring you to an Apple a Day page called living with a disability. You're going to enjoy it over there. There's conversations going on. There's a couple of polls up around uh, topics about the holidays and traveling. Go over there and check it out. It's pretty good. Join in the conversation. Start a new conversation. uh, Answer the poll questions. You never know. You're going to meet new friends, new people, people that you would never meet anywhere else because they're from all over the world. That's right. All over the world. We have people there from Iraq, from Africa, from Belgium, all over the world. So go over there, check it out. How you doing today, my friends? How you feeling? You feeling good? You feeling strong? You feeling better than you did yesterday? Excellent. You can't ask for better than that. Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing with your medication? You getting it delivered? Are you taking it the way you're supposed to? How about your rehab? Are you doing your rehab? Are you you're doing it virtually or you go into the office to do it? Either way, as long as it's getting done. And what about your doctor's appointments? Are you keeping the doctor's appointments? Whether it's virtually or you're going into the office, make sure you keep your doctor's appointments. It's very, very important. Well, we've got a lot to talk about today, especially with this COVID-19 crap. Boy, it's spiking all over the world. It's spiking all over our country here. And people are still, can you believe that people are still saying it's a conspiracy? It's not a conspiracy. This is a fact. People are dying. People are getting sick. And you still got people saying, I don't believe it. I'm not going to wear a mask. I have a right not to wear a mask. You also have a right to die. Wearing a mask is uncomfortable. You know what's uncomfortable? Dying is uncomfortable. But, and I, I I give credit for that line to a mayor in New Jersey or the governor in New Jersey. He said that in, in a, a speech. And I give him credit for that. But you have people that are, that are complaining, saying they're uncomfortable wearing a mask. And now in New York and in New Jersey and in Connecticut, I believe, they're shutting down bars and restaurants at and gymnasiums at 10 p.m. All right, that's a good idea, I guess. It's a start. But why at 10 p.m.? Is that when the coronavirus wakes up? You know... I understand people own businesses, but 10 p.m.? What is that, the witching hour? I don't know. We're going to talk more about that. But we're also going to talk about caretakers for people with disabilities in our homes. So we got a lot to talk about today. So if you're at home right now, sit back, relax with a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or a cup of hot chocolate or a bottle of water. But sit back, relax. If you're in the car, 
hey, keep your eyes on the road, hands at 10 and 2, maybe turn up the volume, and let's get started here. This coronavirus is vile and disgusting. And it's the second wave is here. The second wave is here. Today, it was reported that California, the state of California, has surpassed 1 million cases of COVID-19. That's second only to Texas, who has more than 1 million cases of covid 19. Now you're going to tell me in two states we have 2 million plus cases of COVID-19 and you're going to tell me that this is a, a hoax? This is a conspiracy? More than 2 million people are sick and dying for a conspiracy or a hoax? In North Dakota, the hospitals are at max and by at max I mean they can't take any more people in. And 20% of the people in the hospital in North Dakota are COVID patients. There's not that many people living in in North Dakota. And as of Wednesday, 11-11, they have 10,421 active cases of COVID-19 compared to 2,859 on October 4th, 2020. That's 8,000 patient increase of people with COVID-19 in a little bit more than a month. And you're going to tell me that this is a hoax? This is a conspiracy? What's wrong with you? Now, people are complaining because the holidays are here. I don't see how you can be complaining. I would think that you want to be protecting your families. Now, the CDC is trying to make it that people can still celebrate to a degree, such as They have suggestions for Americans to have Thanksgiving, but they're saying to have it outside. It's safer. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention suggest that Americans who are hosting Thanksgiving dinners have their meals outside to help stop the spread of coronavirus. The public health agency gave a number of other suggestions about how to celebrate Thanksgiving safely in updated guidance about the holiday. In addition to outdoor meals, the CDC said hosts should limit the number of guests they invite, talk to guests about how they plan to celebrate, and limit the number of people in the food prep areas. If sharing food, have one person serve food and use single use options like plastic utensils, the guidelines state. The guidance also suggests other typical recommendations to stop the spread of the virus, such as wearing masks and checking travel restrictions if you plan to travel over the holidays. These are very basic, very basic, and limit the number of people. Limit the number of people to 10. Limit the number of people to your immediate family. It's that simple. You know, I know maybe in the past you like to have big parties, big grandiose parties. I, my parents used to love to do that. Well, I'm sorry, the new normal doesn't allow that right now. We have to be careful. We have to protect ourselves, and we have to protect our families, and we have to protect our friends. And by doing this, if we have to say, well, look, we can't invite you this year, well, our friends and family have to understand now, this bothers the hell out of me. This uh, 
Staten Island Councilman Joey Borelli blasted Governor Cuomo uh, his newest restrictions on indoor family gatherings ahead of Thanksgiving holiday, declaring he'll gladly flout the changes. He says, Joey, I'll be having more than 10 people at my house on Thanksgiving. My address is public record. Some family will come from, oh my God, New Jersey, the city councilman tweeted following this the third-term Democrats' announcement on Wednesday that no more than 10 people will be allowed to gather indoor as, at once. Kids will see their grandparents, cousins will play in the yard, sister-in-law will bring strawberry rhubarb pie and a turkey that will be overcooked, he added. Cuomo's newest statewide order includes a 10 p.m. curfew for all bars, restaurants, and gyms in the state, effective today, November 13th. Reached separately by the Post, Borelli defended his position, arguing it's his job to question the executive branch, meaning Cuomo. This guy has no idea about management. You know, he's part of the management team in New York City, and management is supposed to put up a unified front. He questions the, he may not agree with the rules, but he has to put up a unified front. He can question in private and try to change it from behind the scenes, but in public, he has to put up a unified front. That's management 101, you moron. I think there's a coronavirus problem everywhere in the city. I think people should take responsibility, he said. Yeah, like you, Joey. We still have comparative, comparatively small number of cases compared to elsewhere in the country. And maybe we're overreacting, he argued. Overreacting? One case is too many. One case is too many. The news comes as the Empire State Report reported an alarming 2.9% coronavirus positive case count on Tuesday this week. The Big Apple's own count shows a seven-day average has grown to 2.52% positivity, the highest figure since June. Most of Borelli's borough is also set to transition into a yellow zone as the area's COVID cases have grown from certain neighborhoods, most notably Tottenville, which tracked upwards of 6% positivity over the weekend. It is still unclear when the new restrictions take effect, which include a 25% cap on gatherings indoor and outdoor public spaces, a four-person table limit at bars and restaurants, and increased targeted virus testing in schools. Now, let me tell you something, Joey. The way the numbers are going up if the numbers hit 3%, which they most likely will over the weekend here, New York City schools will be closed on Monday and will be back to remote learning. So you can think, you're, think of yourself as, as a rebel, but you're only, you're only becoming part of the problem, Joey. So maybe you shouldn't hold the councilman's seat because you don't know what it means to be a councilman. You don't know what it means to be part of a management team. So you go play with your family and friends and let an adult take over your spot. Now, if you think Joey Borelli is bad, listen to this. The Mississippi governor says the state would not follow 
any potential national lockdowns. Get this, okay? The governor of Mississippi, Tate Reeves, said Thursday his state would not cooperate with any potential national economic lockdowns to curb the spread of the coronavirus, a news report said. Reeves was responding to a recent comment made by an advisor to President-elect Joe Biden that said the U.S. could manage the pandemic by locking down small to medium-sized businesses for up to six weeks. The governor in a Facebook Live video called the lockdown idea by Dr. Michael Osterholm totally and completely beyond reasonableness, the Mississippi Clarion Ledger reported. The people in Mississippi can't just go home and shut down their small businesses for six weeks and just think that you can come back in six weeks from now, flip a switch, and everything is going to be fine, Reeves said. Reeves said state and local governments should combat coronavirus with federal support. I don't believe that there is any constitutional or statutory authority for any president to shut down Mississippi's economy, he said. We will certainly fight that if it becomes necessary. What a moron, all right? He's willing to fight for the almighty dollar, but not for the life of his constituents. What a moron. And this is worse than a councilman who's going to have a Thanksgiving party. This is the governor of of a of a state and he thinks it's more important to keep little shops open instead of fighting the coronavirus. I I tell you the truth. I wouldn't want to live in Mississippi. No offense to the people living there, but I I have no I would have no faith in the governor of Mississippi. None. Zilch. It's all well and good to say, well, I have to make money. Agreed. You have to make money. But what's more important, your health or making a couple of bucks? That's something that you have to weigh out. What's more important, for you to be around for your kids or for you to make a couple of bucks? You can always get unemployment. You can always get subsidies. But your kids can't get another father or another mother if you you kick the bucket or if you catch this disease and you give it to them. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And this is Tate Reeves putting the almighty dollar ahead of the health of the people of Mississippi. It's sickening. What is he looking to build up the tax coffers? Is that what is that what the problem is? Are the tax dollars low in the state of Mississippi that he'll he'll put people out there in the midst of a pandemic and say, Go ahead, earn money, collect those taxes, pay it to the state. This way we have more money in the state. Is that what the deal is? That's sickening. Absolutely sickening. And Tate Reeves, you're another one that shouldn't be in office. If the almighty dollar comes before the people in your state, you shouldn't be in office. That's my opinion. Now, one more thing on this coronavirus, COVID-19. Today, Governor Cuomo orders restaurants, bars to close at 10 p.m. amid the COVID-19 uptick. That also includes gymnasiums. All right, somebody please, 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 please explain to me why 10 o'clock. It makes no sense to me. Does the coronavirus wake up at 10 o'clock? Does the COVID-19 come out to play at 10 o'clock? If you're going to close at 10 o'clock, why not just close, period? You know, We're not going to combat this coronavirus. We're not going to get rid of it by doing things half-assed. 
closing at 10 o'clock, what good does it do? You still have the people gathering up until 10 o'clock. Does it make it any more safe if you make people go home at 10 o'clock? They've already gathered. They've already intermingled. I just don't understand the logic, the 10 o'clock logic. And anyone I've spoke to doesn't have an, have an answer for this. So I'm asking you, if you have an answer for this, if you have a logical answer for this, and I'm not being funny about this, I'm not trying to make a joke out of it, believe me. But if you have some sort of answer for this, please go to, go to the groups page and put your answer in there. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash disabled living. And it's going to bring you to the Annapola a Day page, Living with a Disability. And just put an answer in there for why you think it's practical or logical to close down restaurants at 10 o'clock to combat COVID-19. I can't think of a logical reason. I think they should be closed, period. I don't think that we should have ever opened movie theaters. I don't think that we should have ever opened restaurants for eating. You know, you want to do the takeout, continue to do the takeout. But to have eating, we still still have the uptick in numbers. People are still dying from the COVID-19 and you're trying to force it in. I understand people want to open their businesses again, but it's just not safe. It's not safe. Now, I don't understand the mentality of people either that are dying to go out to a restaurant. Now, something else that bothers me is that in New York City, they're giving restaurants the okay to use city sidewalks. Now, any other business over the years were fined for using city sidewalks as part of their business because they were told it belonged to the taxpayers. Now you have restaurants falling out into the sidewalks and onto the street and somehow... We're we're supposed to go and pay top dollar to sit on a sidewalk and eat? Look, it's too convoluted. These, These businesses have to be shut down. We can't do it. We can't use them. Let them do takeout. Let them do delivery. But forget the rest. You're grabbing at straws. And the only thing that's going to end up doing is hurting people. That's my opinion. I want to hear yours. Go to the groups page and give us your opinion on this 10 o'clock shutdown. I think that all eating at the restaurant or on the street should be shut down, period. So give us your opinion at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash disabled living. And it's an Apple a Day group page called Living with a Disability. Give us your opinion on there. I'd really like to hear it. All right, let's move on here. All right, the caretaker, also known as the caregiver. According to the dictionary, a caregiver or caretaker is a lay individual who assumes responsibility for the physical and emotional needs of another who is incapable of self-care. Nowhere in that description does it say that that individual is a maid or a, a flunky or a chief bottle washer and cook or servant, or slave. Now, a caregiver can be someone from an agency recommended by a hospital or a doctor's office. It can be a nurse. It can be 
a parent, it could be a grandparent, it could be a spouse, it could be a child, an adult child anyway, it could be a relative, cousin, it could be a sibling, brother or sister, it could be anyone, someone that's going to come and help, but they're not your slave, and they're not your servant, and they're not your maid, they're there to help, they're there to assist, but they're not there to take abuse from you, and that happens all too often. You see it a lot in the hospitals where people are patients in the hospitals and they believe that they're staying in a hotel and that the nurses and the doctors and the aides in the hospital are housekeepers for them. I've seen number of times where people that are actually in pretty good shape, but they call the nurses or the, or the hospital aides to come in and do things for them that they can do perfectly well for themselves. One place in particular, I was in a rehab hospital after an amputation, and there was this fellow across the across the room from me, we, we, two in a room, and he had had a, a knee replacement. Now, he could get up, go to the men's room. He could get up, go look out the window. He could get up and walk out to the, the vending machines. He could do a lot of things on his own, but he was laying in bed one night, he dropped his glasses on the floor and he rang the bell and the aide came in and said, what's the matter? He says, I need you to get my glasses. They fell on the floor. And she looked at him and then she looked at me and she just shook her head. She picked up his glasses, gave it to him. So he, she left. She asked me if I needed anything. I said, no. She left. And uh, I said to him, I said, man, <laughs> why did you call her to get your glasses? He says, that's what they get paid for. I said, but you could have got them. I said, if you couldn't get them, I would have got up and got them for you. <laughs> That's what they get paid for. It was only, it was only like a half hour later, he dropped his book and he rang the bell for the aide to come in and get his book. And I was like, I don't believe you. And when the aide came in, I actually said to him in front of her, I said, man, you should have told me I would have got you the book. She said to him, she says, you could have got up and got the book yourself. And he didn't say a word didn't say a word, but he, he swore that's what they got paid for it, was to be his indentured slave, I guess. And people do this to the people at home. And then they wonder why the people at home don't want to take care of them. By the same token, though, the people at home, sometimes they take the attitude like you're a pain in the ass. If you don't want to help, then don't help. But don't give them a reason not to want to help you. You know, it's a two-way street. You can't be harping on someone to do every little thing for you. When you're disabled, you have to want to move for yourself. You, got, you have to want to get up and do for yourself. You, you have to want to be able to move. You don't want to sit and veg out because the more you sit and veg out, the more you lose. And by the, by the more you lose, not just the more you lose physically, the more respect you lose from the people around you. If people see you don't want to do for yourself, they're going to get to a point where they don't want to do for you either. You got to remember that. You have to want to do for yourself. Otherwise, people aren't going to want to help as much as you want them to. They're going to see that you're trying and they're going to see that maybe you've reached your limit, that you can't do something and they're going to pitch in and help. But you can't just sit back and want people to wait on you hand and foot. That's not what a caregiver is for or a caretaker is for. A caretaker is there to help, not to serve. Now, you might be wondering where all of this is coming from. I received an email from a, from a person and I promised not to read the email and not give his location. 
but I just thought the content of his email was very important to share because some people believe that they've been hurt and they're entitled to have somebody wait on them. All right, when you first get hurt and you're first home from the hospital, it's nice to have somebody really wait on you hand and foot because it takes a lot of getting used to. But after a couple of days, that's, that's it. That It should be wearing off. And you should be wanting to get back on your feet, so to speak. To want this to want this on a permanent basis, I find that hard to believe. I don't know really anybody that wants this on a permanent basis. I know I didn't. I don't want to be the person that's laid up and having people come and hand me stuff and turn the channel on the TV for me. Now, there's a flip side of this also. You know, sometimes when people are your caregiver and they do get so involved in your life, they start making plans for you. I know of somebody that they are kind of independent, somewhat. They do have relatively a lot of disability in their life, but they're somewhat uh, able to get around, all right, for lack of a better word. But their caregiver, the person that, that takes care of them or helps them out throughout the day, makes plans for them without even asking. Like, um, it, let me just explain, their caregiver is their sister and their sister says uh i made plans we're going out on saturday to go see our brother well he doesn't want to go see his brother well i made plans we're going to go like he has no choice in the matter well i'm not going well you have to go well i'm not going well then i'm going to have to stay home and i i'm and she lays that guilt on him you know, you can't let somebody else make plans for your life you're still an adult. You still have a brain. You don't have to have a fight about it, no matter who it is, whether it's your, your sister, your wife, your parent, your child. You don't have to have a fight about it. You just have to be calm and confident and just say, no, I have other plans for that day. And if they ask what the, your other plans are, it's none of their business. You have plans. Whether your plan is that you want to go see a movie or maybe you just want to sit and look out the window. It's none of their business. If they want to make plans for you, they have to ask you in advance. It's that simple. You're not making any crazy demands, but you have to be treated like an adult. You're not a child. And, you know, don't get me wrong, they mean well because they're trying to arrange their, their schedule around you. So they do mean well. It's not that it's being done out of uh, animosity or anything like that. They're trying to arrange their schedule out of, around you, but sometimes it just takes its toll. And I understand that. It happens to me. But you just have to put your foot down and say, look, I have other plans. I can't do this. Unless they give you enough space to, to you know, enough time to say, well, look, I can't do it. Or I can rearrange what I was going to do. They just can't pop it up like on Saturday morning and say, oh, we're going out this afternoon. You have, you still have a life too. Even though you have a disability, believe it or not, you still have a life. And you have to let that be known. Just mutual respect. And remember, the caregiver or the caretaker isn't there to do for you. They're there to assist you. You have to learn to do as much for yourself as you possibly can. The caretaker is there to help catch you if you fall. Remember that. That's very important. All right, let's move on here.
Well, that's a wrap for today, and I want to thank you for stopping by. We got a lot coming up on the next episode. You've been listening to an Apple a day, and I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. And I want to remind you, my friends, nobody's ever gone blind by looking at things from the bright side. So give it a shot. Try it out. And remember this. Very important. The best medicine for anything, for any illness, disease, or problem is laughter. Try it out. Have a good one, my friends. Talk to you soon. (laughs) Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.